everybody. It's Tori Townley. Thank you so much for jumping onto this podcast. Um, it is brand new. This is called Kaleidoscope Eyes. Um, if you have been following along, I've been doing Serve Brew interviews, which are video interviews with pastors and church leaders, people who are making a difference in their community. I've been doing that for several years now, and I love, love, love it, just getting to hear stories from different people. But it's been on my heart for a while now to do um, sort of a spinoff of that. We talk a lot about um, the importance of reaching our cities. Pastor Dino just wrote a book, Serve Your City. He talks about cracking the code and how that really means listening to individuals and their perspectives on the world. And so my heart's been to kind of do a spinoff and look at individual lives, individual stories, and their different people's perspective, whether it's someone who can speak into racial unity, or if it's someone who is a mom and she's raising a child who has Down syndrome, what's her life like? What are the struggles that she walks through, whether it's identical twins. I did an interview with my brothers last week. Um, they're identical twins. I was like, what's it like to be an identical twin? It's just fun to learn. And so I'm so excited to kick off this new adventure with you guys. Thank you so much. Um, if you check out the first episode, you can hear my kaleidoscope theory and why this is all talking about kaleidoscopes. Um, we're all broken. We're all different colors. We're all different shapes and sizes. But I think God pieces together all of that and we reflect each other. And that's where he sees the most beauty in us. And so all that to say, I am so stoked to have a brand new friend jumping on today. Her name is Guz. I'm going to cut to her. Hey, buddy. How are you? Hi. Hey, everyone. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on today. Um, just a quick backstory how we met, which we haven't ever met. We're, this is all virtual. Um, <laughs> but you um, are part of Relentless Church in Vegas. Pastor Joe and Danielle Pena, we love them. Pastor um, Rhett and Don Griffin, they're the outreach guys there. I have loved them for years. And um they kind of connected me with you. You were sending us pictures on serve day. And then I started following you on social media. I was like, this girl just is so amazing. Like you are, you are someone who caught my eye from the beginning, just your heart for people. Um, and honestly, uh, rewind when you posted, there was a picture of like a tricked out serve shirt that y'all had. Like you had, you had oh. it out. It was so cool. And I was like, dang, Relentless like jumped up on this serve shirt game. I need to go there and get one of these shirts and come to find <laughs> out it's like your own custom design. I was like, that girl's so cool. Started following you on social media and really just like your narrative on humanity and valuing people and being so open about your own story and how you use that to create the beautiful art that you do just blew my mind. So a lot of me talking but I just wanted to give people kind of like a frame up of what what this talk is for and what it's about so in your own words now that I've done all the talking tell me a little bit about just who you are like who you see yourself as and your voice in the world I think I lost you for a sec okay so um yeah my my voice in the world I just see it as um you know the gifts that God's put on me and like that he wants me to use one of the main ones being art, but also being, um, community and through serving I've done, I've done a lot of outreach in my life. I was blessed to go on a lot of mission trips when I was younger. And so I think that God really instilled like that in my heart from a really young age. And then obviously art was an interest of mine since I was very young. And so I've just like, used that and grown that into the brand that I have, um, just really trying to share 
you know, those messages through my art. That's awesome. And it definitely shows like there is a theme woven throughout everything that you do. Of There's a cause behind it. And it's not like an in your face cause, but it's like there is an underlying tone here that I want you to get and it translates. Yeah. Um, but tell me, okay, so with that, like you're, I want to know a lot about like your art and your brain because it's incredible the work that you're doing. You're so talented. But leading up to that, it sounds like you grew up doing missions work. So what's your like faith walk? What's your personal, you're married. Like tell me a little bit about like some of your personal stuff. Um, and like kind of what got you to the point that you're at now? Yeah, so um, my story, kind of my journey is um, I'm originally from North Carolina. And so I grew up there and uh, I actually grew up in the church. And then um, I kind of, I grew up there, but I kind of started my own relationship with Jesus, like my eighth grade year. Kind of that's when I realized like, okay, why do I believe this? Like I've just been going to church with my parents and all that. And so that's kind of when I started my journey. Um, but along the way, like I was unchurched for like six years from like college to my first couple years in Vegas. Um, me and my husband moved out here after college. And the reason for that is like, I felt, I didn't feel really accepted by the church. And when I say the church, I mean the global church. Cause it wasn't just from one place. It wasn't just from one church or one person. It was just like this overall feeling of not feeling accepted for who I was. And, you know, I felt most hurt by it coming from the people of, of church that, you know, or you feel are supposed to love you. And so I, you know, wasn't really, me and my husband didn't really have a church that we went to when we first moved out here. And I was, of course, at a place where I was pretty skeptical, and um, eventually we did find, I got invited to Relentless by Pastor Joe, and they were so welcoming, and like, I, we were pretty inconsistent at first, though, but slowly I just started to, like, like God brought me back to the church and his community, and I was able to find healing, and I didn't even realize, like, I had, like, two I had to forgive the church and myself for me to like really continue with my faith journey because I had, I had to forgive the church for the hurt that I had and the rejection I felt, but I also had to forgive myself for the bitterness that I was like holding on to and like all of that. So, um, this past year, like God's just really been working in me and showing me that like, I belong in the church and I belong in his kingdom. And so that's a huge root in just like what I'm trying to share with other people, because I believe that, you know, God does love us for our unique self and there's a place for each one of us. And so that's kind of just like in a summary, <laughs> quick journey there. Wow. That's so good. Um, so could you, I'm not sure like how comfortable you are sharing, but like what, what would you say? Cause like a lot of the audience that I end up talking to are the church leaders, the people who are leading these things, but having a perspective of someone who's been hurt, um, and how to like, how did pastor Joe approach you in a way that made you like receptive to, to that? What were some of the things that maybe started to help break down those walls for you? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's probably many things. Well, um, Patrick Joe for actually first invited me over social media. Um, we like had found each other on Instagram. I think, I don't know if I'd done like a Bible drawing or something and he commented on it and he was like, you should come visit us. And, uh, so I looked at the page and I like, you know, and being the skeptic I was at the time, like I listened to, they had podcasts up. And so I listened to some of the podcasts and then I was like, okay, like, and you know, they had this, like this message of like a place to belong, like before you believe and just being really welcoming. And so I wanted, I wanted to see if that's how it felt. And, and that was how it felt like I was welcomed. And I think like the simplest way I can put it is like when I came to Relentless and started building relationships there, like they loved me like where I was at. Like it wasn't conditional. It wasn't like judgmental. And I think that like, you know, they already saw me as a world changer. It wasn't like a world changer after you fix like this, this, and this, like, and just individual relationships. I mean, you spoke about Don and Rhett, like, like, participating in city care like they really embraced me like just certain relationships and really helped me in my journey like open up so it was also um the relationships that started to build like everyone like like Don and Rhett in city care they just really embraced me and other friendships and connect groups like uh, really allowed me to feel embraced and helped me to continue my relationship and felt and and feel welcomed into the church like I belonged there which was what you know not what I was feeling before wow that's so so powerful so what um what would you I'm not sure if like this is the part I'm trying to get to I don't want to like poke too much but what would you say were some of the reasons that you brought into it that you felt like rejected or like people didn't want you or didn't believe in you? Like what was some of that that you came in with? So we can like, I I, I understanding on that side of it too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think like just even from when I was younger, I felt like different, like I didn't really fit into society. And so like, you know, those things kind of came out in the church too. So just specifically, like, obviously the first thing you see for me is tattoos, but the, you know, that was almost like the last thing that was kind of rejected. Like I felt rejected in that way, but then, you know, I was in a interracial relationship, like my husband's black. And so being from North Carolina, like, in just that culture, like you see some of that, you're affected by some of that. And I guess, you know, in my mind, I, didn't it? I I was even more hurt from it coming from the church and you know just you pick up on things like that and it wasn't like just also certain gender norms and things like that like there's this expectation um I was very hurt by that I had friends you know I had very close friends who were you know gay um or trans and they were completely rejected from these groups and I took that personally as well um you know, it was another group of people that I felt the church was rejecting. And it was just, I saw so many areas where I just felt like it wasn't, it wasn't what I felt was God's love or inclusive, which is what I, you know, saw the Bible saying. And so, you know, I just had a really hard time with that. And the way I responded though, was to remove myself from the community and the situation, you know? Wow. Wow. And it sounds like, it's so you, it's like 2018. Come on. Like 
interracial marriages and all this stuff like it shouldn't be surprising to us and yet in some areas it just is and it's it's horrible but it's I love that your heart in it was a heart for people and it was the heart for Jesus it's like that those are the things that he values is beauty and diversity and people being who they're called to be and so it's like your heart was pure but then the application was to run instead of hey let me help catch you up to understanding and I have a yeah to do that yeah because my fault in that yeah I have a ten- tendency to be that way too like I have compassion for the people who are different or hurt. hold on but then I can't hear you. Okay. Um, I have, I have the compassion for people who are different or hurting, but then when it comes to the ones who don't understand the different people, I get frustrated. Like, come on, catch up. Why don't you get this yet? You're being so slow. Like I had a conversation with some older generation people a couple weeks ago and they, they were innocent, but they were just talking about it was a racial comment was made and I just got like sick to my stomach. I yeah. people I was close to. I can't believe that this stuff hurts, but then being able to have the heart that you have and voice it and help others understand, it's such a great representation of Jesus and his heart. So I'm so glad that you embraced it and opened back up because now it's like you're bridging gaps for people um, in so many ways. So if you would like talk a little bit about that, I think um, on your site, I love your blog so much and the words you say, the way you value humanity. Um, but you haven't come out and like said that your art and your designs, your brand is a ministry, but it is, I can see it. So maybe talk a little about how God is using that for you to like reach other people. You have definitely a big influence and a voice. So what, what have you seen come from that? Yeah, no, that's awesome. I love that. I love that you say that, that it's like a ministry because I really try to, um, you know, let God lead me in that. And it is a ministry. And I think that we're all called to ministry and not just in the areas, you know, that, oh, outreach or whatever is ministry. No, like you can ministries everywhere. It's like where your heart is. And, um, so yeah, I definitely use it, uh, to just try to help people feel more loved, um, you know, and really embrace who they are. Like my, my hope is that my clothing like helps people feel more like really embrace the one of a kind person that they are. I make like a lot of one of a kind things, stuff from my artwork, but that's why, yeah, I also like blog and try to share like just what God's teaching me because people are so connected to like social media and like clothing. And um, I'm really passionate about style and art. And so I try to use those things to um, put out that message that hopefully like you know, someone who's connecting to it, you don't know what's going on in their life. So I've had people message me that were like, um, you know, just even if they're wearing one of my shirts and somebody complimented them or, you know, it just made them feel special. Like though, even those small things, they mean so much to me. And like the stuff that I talk about in my brand, like people have told me how it's just really helped them like embrace who they are and feel more confident. And that always makes me feel so good because like my dream would just be for like everyone to just be able to be themselves and be happy in that and love each other like for themselves and us all being really different and just seeing how it's a really positive thing. And also in my brand, like I talk a lot about like 
you'll see themes of like um, positivity, like through like mental illness and stuff, because from my background, I've also dealt with a lot of like anxiety and depression. So one of the other like things I hope that my brand like helps with is just like awareness in that and encouragement in that because a lot of people, they struggle um, with anxiety, depression. Um, and so I, I draw things with that. I, and I do a lot of themes that are just, you know, above all is love and then positivity. And so I just hope that that overall, um, just spreads, you know, and that people get that from my art. Yeah. And they totally do. If I'm a witness to it, it just exudes. And I, I think it's so cool because, um, it's almost like a parallel, like you're, your story, you're so vulnerable, just opening up and sharing what you're walking through. And then your art also, it tells stories, everything that you're producing. You, um, I think you said in one of your posts, there is one of the mo more recent pieces that you're working on. You're like, this is what the story is to me, but it might speak something else to you, but here's what I see in it. And it's like, everybody can feel a commonality and just a there, yeah. there's a preciousness, there's a uniqueness and an individual appreciation in every single piece that you make. And I'm always looking at it like, what's the story here? Here's what I see. And it's so cool. There's a connectedness. It's like, it's, it celebrates individuality, but yet at the same time, it brings community. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things. And I love that you said, it's not just about like this organized outreach because churches, it's great that we do that. Cause that's like a big catch all. Let's go do this outreach yeah. to love people, but it does have to get deeper into, this is like my every single day life. Here's how I'm loving people in this. It's a lifestyle. It's everything. So, um, yeah, I know that you, it looks like you have a lot of cool opportunities. I saw that you were in, um, this underneath we are women campaign that looked so cool. So yeah. tell me, tell me what that was like. Like, that sounds like such a big deal. Is it a book or is it like a, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a book, but it's like a photo book. Um, yeah, this amazing photographer, her name's Amy, and she's from Australia, and she does such a great job just like embracing women and just giving them a platform for showing their diversity. And like, I, yeah, I was just like, thought it was so cool. She wanted me to be a part of that project. So it's basically just photographing um, amazing women, all women diversities, you know, and then they get to share a little bit about their story. And so she, the book should be coming out in like 2019. Um, so next year sometime. But yeah, I went to, um, we had like a group photo shoot. So it was just like a full day where like 25 of us in the area, like she took our photos. Um, and then we like submitted a little story to her, but it was just really cool because we got to meet each other and really like build community there with each other and learn from each other. Um, it's just such a like awesome and also humbling experience just to meet all kinds of different women from around the, the nation and the world. And it's like, it's, it's really awesome. That project, I have so much, I'm just so impressed with the project and what Amy's done um, and just her heart in it because it's taken so much of her time and she's traveled to the U.S. and everything. And it's just like, it's a really amazing project. Wow. It sounds so cool. It looks so cool. Um, I've been really like thinking a lot lately about the idea of influence. I've been reading up on just how we use our platforms. Like 
social media these days, like everybody has a platform and sometimes it's like, um, it can feel like if you're, if you use it, you're kind of like promoting yourself, you're getting on a soapbox, whatever. I've been like hesitant to use my platform. I have a voice, but I'm like, what do I have to say that anybody else doesn't? What's the deal? But God's really been convicting me. Like, no, everybody, you have a voice, you have a story, and I need you to use it to share this platform with others and highlight things. And you, I feel like because of your story and the things that you've walked through with your your marriage looking different than what the East South has looked like used to, or <laughs> Um, just dealing with anxiety, depression, like that's, you have so many different people that you might cross paths with. How do you, I feel like there, there might be a balance of using that influence to serve other people, but then you also may, do you ever feel a conflict of my platform is to serve others, but it's also like my livelihood. It's also my business and I have to um, serve customers and I have to produce for the crowd. How do you like leverage both of those to make it still be, you, you're so passionate about keeping your art pure and it's a worship to God. And I, I so love that. But what, how do you kind of navigate the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like the both and. Of yeah, it? absolutely. I definitely do because it's not an easy thing and I've struggled. I've had my struggles with it too. Um, it's really hard because when you know, even in terms of like identity, I mean, like I've poured myself out, like, you know, I've been very vulnerable. I see the importance in sharing stories, but then when you're doing that in a platform and you are trying to make a livelihood out of it, sometimes when the results come back where like, you know, your stats aren't looking so good or you're not really making sales, then you, you can take it as like a, as a hurt to your identity as to like who you are because you're pouring yourself out. And so when you don't feel like it's a positive response or, or any response, then you start to get down on yourself. And so it's definitely like a balance you have to find. And like, and I've really found, especially lately, because, you know, you also have less control over these things like the algorithms and like all this. And that is what pulls from my creative energy. <laughs> yeah. And like, and where the finding identity in that becomes unhealthy because then it's not in God anymore. And so like, I think that like there was recently they changed the algorithm and it really changed it. And I got, and things started like, uh, like not as many people were seeing my stuff. And so I got discouraged in that, but it was really like a blessing because I think that God used that time to, check me and check my heart and just make sure that all of it was pure and like to put fully my trust in him because we that we have to have faith in that too we have to have faith in the in the money in the finances in the in the marketing like I you know you have to give all of that up to God and that it's so hard to find that right balance but that's really something that I've been working on too it's just like surrendering all of that and God will provide and it might not be like in that area but he will provide in somewhere else so I really feel like I, I don't have a specific answer for you because it's really hard and I'm still growing in it but like I I definitely think social media and things like that can be used for really positive things like I was just saying like I made this connection with Relentless Church because of social media so when people get really like down on social media too, I'm kind of like, okay, it's like with anything else, there's 
there's a balance and I've seen such positive things come from social media and sharing it because this is what people are looking at too. This is what, you know, our generation's coming up in a generation that they don't, they don't know a world without it. And so I do believe it's our part to try to, you know, promote positivity in it and use it as a tool. It's like anything else, any other tool, God will use it too. It's just like anything else. Like, you know, so anyways, I could go on about it forever, but that's just a little bit. No, that's so good. And I so agree with you. Like this conversation today wouldn't have happened without social media. I, I am so connected to the world, to people across the country. Um, Half of my job couldn't be done if it weren't for that, but it's, yeah, it's it's a tool. Just like you said, it's either, or, um, it's just how you use it. So that's cool. And man, just like bravo to you. Like you built something so big and so beautiful. Like, I don't even know when you started or how you started, but what I see, the results and the fruit that I see where I am, like how incredibly anointed you are as an artist and just your heart for people. It's incredible. Um, what would you say is like the most fulfilling part of what you do? What, what does, do you just walk away at the end of the day? Like, man, that was, that was my sweet spot. I love this. Um, I think for me, it's when it's all about like just the people and the individuals, like, I guess I'm just trying to think of an example, like it just warms my heart when people like say that they just felt amazing, like wearing one of my shirts, one of my friends one time like texted me and she was like, not feeling well, and she was sick and she had to go to like the doctor and she said that she had her guzz shirt on and she just felt like so like good and beautiful in it. And like, even though she was there and sick, like it just made her feel better. So just like things like that. And just like, I think when people express to me that they felt less alone and they felt more understood, like that's why I share. And that's why I share my story because I've had the same thing. Like when people have shared with me, like I have felt more understood, less alone. And so I think for me, that's the most rewarding thing. Like when people are like, like if I post something and, you know, someone's like, I really needed to hear this today. Like, you know, I was having a bad day and like, this just made my whole day. Like that's what makes it worth it. Like when you can improve someone's day or just make them feel good because sometimes it's just what we need to like keep going through the day and just being encouraged. Totally. I, I so understand that. And I I think about how sometimes it's not like, that's not a selfish ambition for greatness. That is just, you have a pure heart to serve people. And when, when you get to connect with people, that's like how God designed us is that's when we're most fulfilled is when we connect with each other to glorify him. Hence the kaleidoscope theory. That's why we're here. So that's so beautiful love that philosophy. Um, I've got some other like little specific questions. One is, um, I want to know, like you're working on a lot of different projects, but what would you say, explain like one of your art projects that you're doing right now, whether it's like the sad heart or there's one that you've been posting. Oh my gosh. It's like the lady with the eyes and the lips. And yeah, tell me just like a sneak peek into what you're working yeah. on. And you actually probably got a sneak peek of that too on my blog. Cause I kind of like, I was starting it like in my last blog post and 
that one is really like a, a art therapy piece for me, if you will, like, because um, that one is kind of expressing like the journey of my like surrender over the past like year. And so that's what that painting's about. And like, so I, I, that one's still in progress and I'll probably post another blog post and really go into like, I'll probably post it first and see like, cause I love what you said earlier about how like, one of the things I love about art is like people subconsciously, you just connect with it. And sometimes like if I painted it with a specific like feeling in mind, another heart will connect with it and it might mean something a little different to them, but it's like what they needed to see or what they needed to feel. And like, I love that. So I'll probably post it and like share that piece. Um, just visually first and then some people really like to dive more into like why I painted it exactly the way I painted it and so I might write a little bit about that um, also but the theme of it is just surrender and so um, yeah you'll be seeing more progress on that one I'm really excited about it cool it's beautiful oh my gosh it's so beautiful do you ever get people asking you to design their tattoos for them and is that a thing <laughs> yeah and I used to sometimes draw little ones um whenever someone's like hey will you draw me a sleeve I'm like uh no because like the artist has to draw it like with your arm so it's like you don't really want me to draw you probably want the person tattooing to draw it but like little ones like I've done little drawings like that and stuff for people before. So sometimes, yeah. <laughs> cool. That's to be on the site. Like, hey, here's X amount for this size. That would be cool. <laughs> people ask me sometimes, because I doodle whatever. I'm like nowhere near your level whatsoever. But I have been asked probably about 10 or 12 times to do it. It's the most stressful thing ever because <laughs> you do it and then it's like beautiful and detailed. And then people come back with it and they're like, no, the tattoo guy said that it's too detailed and it won't fit on my tiny little wrist. Oh, yeah supposed to be on your thigh why is it on your wrist yeah yeah ever. and it's gonna be on them forever so it's like a very big heavy I take it as an honor but it's, yeah it's definitely stressful so yeah um cool yeah but there's one person that got like a couple of people that got my sad hearts tattooed like the actual one from my print and that's pretty cool see that's so. cool like hey I designed it you take it to the guy let him do it yeah with it that's yeah awesome. Um, okay, when did you decide, like, you have, you're tatted head to toe, what, like, brought that, that, was that, like, a commitment of, I want to be fully clothed, and this whole no tattoos die naked thing, you gotta tell me about that, like, that, obviously, you're clothed in tattoos, it's the coolest right. thing, so, <laughs> was that a deliberate, like, I'm gonna do this, or did it just kind of happen, because I've heard, once you get one, you can't stop. I have, yeah. one, but that's all I have. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that like, um, since I was, when I was 18, I just really found a passion for the art and I just started just like, I was just like studying the style and drawing it all the time. And like more, even more specifically, like American traditional is like one of my favorite styles. And so I love like bold lines, bright colors. Um, and so I started getting tattooed when I was 18 and I knew I wanted like a lot of work. Um, and I guess probably like 19 or 20, I knew I wanted like a, like a full suit, I guess. But I, you know, I didn't know at that time, like I wanted to get my whole head tattooed, like that kind of developed later. Cause you could still have like a bodysuit without like your whole head. You know what I mean? So, um, I think that kind of developed, uh, cause originally like I, I love tattoo art. So I was like, oh, I'll be a tattoo artist. Like, cause that's like 
what I can do to draw in this style, like, you know? And um, so I actually studied under like a couple tattoo artists, like not the machine of it, but the art style. I did like an internship in college is like my studio art internship. Um, and, but from there it kind of developed, like it merged my senior year of college is when I actually started like the no tattoos I naked kind of theme and making a couple of shirts. And then it just kind of grew from there. So really it all started from like, Oh, I'm going to print 12 t-shirts one day, my senior year of college. And like, you know, I probably sold them for less than what I paid for. Like it didn't start out very well, but like <laughs> just trying to get, figure all that out. But, um, yeah. So, and then that's when I realized like, Oh, maybe I don't like have to tattoo to like draw my style. I just got so into making the clothes and stuff. It just kind of brought me that direction. So cool. It's so much fun. I love that you're covered. It's just a cool thing. Does it ever get annoying though? Like people probably, it's a conversation piece, like obviously. And I have friends who are like that too. And it's, we're in public and you cannot walk by. I used to have a single dread in my hair and, <laughs> and touch it. I'm like, it's a single dread. It's hidden. Why are you talking to me? Yeah. But it's also cool because you connect with people. So does it ever, does it yeah. ever, yeah, you feel famous all the time? <laughs> No, it can definitely be annoying. Um, <laughs> no, it's like, it's just also hard because like on some days you just need a break, you know, you just not really like want to talk to anyone. Um, and some people are just kind of disrespectful. For me, it's all about how people approach me. Like sometimes it can be really disrespectful you feel and that's when you kind of are just like, okay, like you just have to let it go. But um yeah, like lately I've just really been feeling convicted about that too. Just like using it again as like a tool to like build community because I do feel like God like gave me the blessing to be able to like have this passion and, and just really like dive into it. And I think he wants me to use it as like a tool to, yeah, share my story, build community because it is a conversation starter. So it's just another area where I've had to grow in like grace though with people because sometimes they can be really rude, really disrespectful or just like, you know, sometimes I just want to be like acknowledged as a human being first, like instead of just like abruptly asking me a question, like just be like, hi, like I'm so-and-so, it's nice to meet you. And then ask me a question, like, <laughs> you know, like, hey, like a still person. <laughs> <laughs> So good, great advice. Just approach me as a person first. I'm not just yeah. That's good. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so man, this is so much fun. I am loving all this talk. What would you say is? I'm trying to decide which question I want to ask next. I have like all kinds of questions. I give myself multiple choice, and then it's like, okay, gotta narrow it down. Um, all right, right now you are. It looks like you're in your studio. Tell me about like what your space is, what your team is like, is it just you, it's you and your husband, what's kind of your day-to-day -day business stuff look like? Yeah, I mean, I have um, a small team right now, so yeah, like my husband helps me with a lot of stuff, and like the vent, like for example, like the vending shows I have coming up, like he helps me set up and like move everything, and then one of my really good friends, Bree, um, she helps me with some of my shipping and like different things like that, so um, you know, and maybe hopefully I'll grow and be able to have like a, I'd really like like a um, larger warehouse space or something. Uh, so that would be like really nice. Um, but yeah, right now it's just mainly me doing stuff. And then 
uh, my husband and my friend help me. That's so much fun, like a family friend thing. I love that. Um, I, if you ever get a warehouse, whatever, I, I gotta come visit your studio. I'm like, I can just see like the little glimpse of what's there. I'm like, I am gonna geek out so bad when I come visit yeah. I've never been to I've been to Vegas but I've never been too relentless I came for a conference and it was like super quick so I've definitely got to love that want to come hang big time yeah so cool all right what would you say is like some practical advice I'm not a practical person but I'm learning that the world loves practical things right now and <laughs> what can I take away from this talk if you aren't an artist and you can't deduct the underlying meaning here um <laughs> Do you have any sort of practical advice for people who are watching this or listening to the podcast? Just if they have a passion to use their talent, use their unique identity to make a difference, but they aren't really sure how to walk it out. They're scared to take a, a step of faith, take a risk, whatever, or maybe they're in a different place where they're kind of walled up because they have been hurt like you were in the past. Um, what would you just, what would you, is something you want people to take away from, from your story? Um, hmm. I think that just the biggest thing coming to my mind right now is, um, community, like just having people around you. Like if you're passionate about something, like just get the right people around you, like people that are going to encourage you and believe in you and help you. And then, you know, because you are like the people you're around is like, is who you are, you know? And then the second thing like with that paired with that is just not giving up, like just really listening to God, like and where he guides you. But, you know, so if he's calling you somewhere else, like, or somewhere different, that's fine. But if you lean into that and then just, just having it on your heart to just keep going and not give up because I think that any success I've had is, is from that, like just not giving up because you're not going to succeed if, if you quit, like, or, you know, and so, and just having the, the right people around me, that's everything. People who believed in me, people who have believed in me when I didn't believe in me. And so I think those two things have really made the biggest difference for me. That's beautiful. And I think right now, um, it's, it's definitely easy to be isolated. Um, like we talked about social media, you can feel connected, yeah. but it's still like almost, a, it's just kind of a shallow connection. You can go deeper. Like you and I are friends now because of that. Yeah. But having people who literally know you, it's like, it's harder to come by peer community and true community. And it's, it's very easy to look connected and think you are. And yeah. But if that's where I was at, like, I didn't even realize, like, like I was unchurched for six years and like, I thought I was fine. Like I was doing okay. Like, you know, but when I started to build more community around me, like I was in a new city, like it was just me and my husband and like, he's my best friend. So I was happy. Like we we're hanging out. I like, like we thought we were fine. You know, we were fine. But when you have a, a community around you, when you have other other family around you like we don't have blood family here but we have family here and that has made the biggest difference for both of us like and so I've just really over the past year or two it's just never been more like I'm like yeah like I just needed more community like we we don't we don't want community we need community like everyone does 
That's so good. I can relate to like you and your husband, me and my husband, Josh, like we're best friends. We could be completely fine. Like never see another face. We're good. And when we do get in community, like we just moved to a new city too. And um, just joined a, a new church. It's smaller. So it's like easier to connect with people for us. Cause we're real shy. It takes a while to get, get there, but there's a richness. It's like a new dimension of, Oh, like we were fine before, but this yeah. is a totally different story. Like people know what's going on and it can, I don't know. There's just a richness. It's, it's just, yeah, fun. exactly. That's awesome. I agree with you totally. Okay. This is one of my favorite questions. Um, I kind of got this from Austin Cleon, still like an artist author. Um, but he talks about like building your, your tree, your family tree of influence. So, um, like, I love you. And I think that you're like a, one of my influencers. I'll read your blog. I love your art. I'm like, okay, I love this girl. And then I want to know who's influencing you. So who are some of your maybe heroes or maybe favorite book that you've read, podcasts you listen to, even music? Like, I'm always wondering what kind of music do these people listen to? I want to know because I want to look like that and I want to feel like that. Um, so what, what would you say just a handful of your favorite influencers or heroes? Hmm. I I ramble my questions. No, that's fine. <laughs> like a broad thing, you can deduct what you want to from it. Right. Now that's such a hard question for me because I guess I really feel like I don't know. I really feel like what I'm doing is so unique. There's not really anyone I can compare it to. I don't know if I'm just like being like conceited with myself, but <laughs> but like I guess that um. I guess for like inspiration and drive, I just, I, I read different books and devotions of people that I do like, like just connect with the way that they like lead devotions or whatever. Um, I think that right now, like just being connected with what like Jesus is leading me to is my inspiration. Like I don't really have, there's not really an influencer that's coming to my mind right now. Um, but for music, like I am really inspired by music. Uh, it just kind of depends on like, it's so scattered. Like it's really just like whatever song connects with my heart at that time. Um, so I am very influenced by like music and the arts. Um, I think that right now I'm trying to kind of like, I was looking so much, obviously so much influenced by like the tattoo art that, and I really love that style and, like bold lines and bright colors, but I've really been trying to look more at fine art lately as like an influence because I, I've been trying to loosen back up with that because I don't like, I'm not tattooing. I'm not putting it on skin. I don't have to be so in certain guidelines. And so I think that like, I'm kind of being brought into this new season maybe with my art. I'm trying to kind of get back to those roots of just like art studies. Like I went to school with art and I used to have like studio classes. And I think that, you know, one of the things with like trying to grow a brand and doing just all the little things you have to do to keep that running um, had kind of taken me away a little bit from like the studio art aspect which I really love so I've been trying to be more around like um just more of the fine art stuff to kind of see where it takes my style next so 
yeah. <laughs> I love that, keeping it fresh. That's so cool. It's because you've, like, per- perfected this p- piece of it, and now it's time to, like, bring more Well, to I don't, <laughs> I've not perfected it. Oh, you have, so that's awesome. <laughs> not but, even close. <laughs> I'm so excited to see, like, where, where you go next and what God's got for you next. Um, all right, so, like, this is pr- probably my last question. Um, what is you don't have to like completely bear your soul on this one, but what is like a fresh dream in your heart that you just like are holding on to that maybe the listeners or the viewers, we can rally around you and pray for you and support you and be watching the story unfold. Um, it could be like an ambition or a project you're working on, or even if it's just like a prayer need, just something we can be believing with you for. Um, anything yeah. that comes to your mind on that? Yeah, definitely. Like I really feel like, um, me and a lot of things around me are entering a new season like just like Vegas and this city like it's a growing city like they're you know they're they're adding so many great things downtown there's new sports teams coming here like I've been here five years and just seeing the growth like this is a special city and it's growing and so um and for me I feel like I've been sorry my dog I've been like entering uh, this new season that I'm not sure what's next, but I know that God's bringing me into a new season. So just praying over that, that I just, you know, continue to surrender my heart and let him lead me into that. And just praying for this city and the people around me in this city, because I just know there's just like so much more there for us. Wow. I just, I don't know. I felt this just now, like, um, I really feel like God is going to use you and your husband to, as a big time tool to reach the people in that city. Like you guys have, I don't know what it is. I don't know you. I just met you, but I really do. Like, I felt that in my spirit just now, like you guys really are going to be a big piece of reaching the people in Las Vegas. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I just want to say that I'm with you. I'm praying with you. It's so exciting. I love hearing people who do have such a heart for their cities. Like you're in love with it. You're in love with the people. You're committed to it. And um, just, just know that he is going to use you and he sees you and he's proud of you and every move that you make, like so pleased with you. So um, I don't know, random, just like I wanted to say that. Um, but thank you so much for taking time to do no, this. Thank you. The wind and the technical difficulties. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. This <laughs> is my end. No, no, no. It's not your fault whatsoever. It's your beautiful city. Um, <laughs> no, right. So windy. <laughs> I know that God really ordained this conversation. I know it's cheesy to say, but I seriously was like crying reading your stuff yesterday and just the narrative. So people who are listening and watching this, please go to her blog and read up on this stuff. Check out her art. It's incredible. Um, I haven't ordered anything yet because I can't pick what I want, but um, <laughs> seriously, amazing stuff. And this is just somebody you're going to want to follow her story and support her. Um, what if people want to get in touch with you guys, if they want to like follow social media, whatever they have, a question about your story um what would be the best way for them to follow along yeah definitely so my um instagram is at lil guz l-i-l-g-u-z and the website's up there and everything guzdesigns um, com, which also just links you to everything the blog and the store and the contact link if you have any questions or you know want to comment anything um that's where you can find me brilliant i love it love it love it um, okay, 
I have, okay, I'm sorry, I lied. One more question. <laughs> <laughs> what, this is, this is my other favorite question that I have to ask everyone. What's your middle name? <laughs> oh, okay. It's not as interesting as my nickname, but it's Marie. Marie, that's so cute. I love it. <laughs> that's like a thing. People get sensitive about it, though, so I never know if it's okay to ask people their middle names. Yeah. It's like a little hidden treasure. No one ever talks about it, so it's like my thing. Yeah. I just think it's like there. I don't know. It's just like boring. Like, I mean, like, like my name. Like, people can call me Laura if they want to, but my my name is Guz. Like, that's my nickname, and my I prefer it. <laughs> Where does Guz come from? My last name, Guzman. Ah, was that your, yeah. your married last name? No, my married last name's Avent, but it's like hyphenated. Okay. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, that's cool. I love it. <laughs> just like, just call me whatever. No, Guz it is. That's cool. I just wanted to know the middle name. That's all that matters. Forget your first real name. Your middle name. Now that they have my full name. <laughs> yeah, now people can stalk you for real. Sorry about okay, that. Okay, just cut this part out. Okay, we'll edit. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm going to pray if that's cool. I know that's kind of whatever, but God. Yeah. Me. Okay. Awesome. Jesus, thank you so much for this conversation. God, I thank you for Guz and for her husband, Michael Jesus, and for just the incredible work that you're doing through them. I pray over the city of Las Vegas, God, the people, the precious people um, whose stories are being written right now. I just pray that you anoint her. Um, just to walk this out, walk through the, the talent and the passion, the calling that you've given her, Jesus, with a tenderness and a compassion. Just continue to give her boldness in her vulnerability, God, in her story. I thank you that she just has such a conviction to share and to be pure, God, before you, Lord. Um, I thank you that she's so open, and I pray that you'll just continue to put divine encounters in front of her, Lord. And um, we just believe with her, God, over this new season, this new chapter, whatever is coming. We don't know what it is, but we're excited for it. And we're leaning into it. And um, all of the listeners, all the viewers, God, I know we're just all agreeing together for her life and support of her. And um, just bless her and let today be something special. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but just put something or someone in her path to let her know that you see her, that you are all over this and that you're pleased with her. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, amen. All right, friend. Thank you so much again. Thank you. All right. We'll see everybody on the next episode. Have a good one. Bye.